Well, good morning. Um, we are, just want to welcome you here to City Harvest. My name is Peter, and I'm one of the pastors here. So if you are here in person or you're joining us live from home or watching later, we're glad that you're here um, and participating. We, uh, we're going to do a different service. How many of you guys like tradition, like where everything stays the same? Everything has to be exactly the way it is. And... Um, as soon as it changes, it feels like your whole world, like you don't know what to do. How many of you guys get bored when everything's the same and you need variety in your life? Well, you raise your hand for both. So you're my guy. We, uh, today, we're going to go the variety route, okay? And uh, we're going to do something a little different. And um, we are kind of closing up the, the series on a lifestyle of worship. And so we went through several different ones and the whole idea with a lifestyle is that it is a lifestyle. So it's not just talking about the idea of worship. We're not just doing a worship service with singing, but we're talking about how do we incorporate it into our everyday life. We did that uh, with prayer. And one of the things with um, prayers, we did like tools of prayer. How many of you guys remember some of those? We had two Sundays. Some of you thought they were exciting. Some thought they were awkward. Come on. Um, but, you know, we, we pushed through and realized that we can meet with God in different unique ways. And you know, when Bob uh, started this series and he started, uh, he kind of talked about some of the misconceptions of worship and that it's not just us singing our favorite songs. Sure, everybody in here, we could all jot down our 10 favorite praise songs that we like, our favorite worship or praise leaders, um, the era that it comes from, you know, the stream that it comes out of. We have our favorites, but that's because that's not really what it's about. It's about God. And uh, then he also talked about, you know, that it's not just about the way we feel. Like, oh, I, I really felt it today. I really felt it. Because it's not just about how we feel. There's something that takes place in that. But really what it's about is what are we giving to God? What's going on inside of us and what are we giving to him? Um, and that it's also not about singing. Worship isn't just singing. Uh, we we, we kind of identify it as that. Like when we, when we talk about a service like this, we have our, our worship time and then we have our preaching time. But worship is any time we're glorifying God with the gifts that he gave us and with ourselves. Uh, Mark spoke the, the next Sunday and he, he referenced redigging the wells. And I love, he, he said, why do, why do we have to redig the wells? Why would we have to redig a well? If a well has been dug, why would you ever have to redig it? You redig it because you no longer took care of it and it filled in. That's the only reason you ever have to redig one. And so what is going on inside of us? What are those things that we need to redig, but then we need to make sure it doesn't start filling up again? And so we tend it, we watch it, we take care of it. And then he also challenged us about it's not just about Sunday. What about the other six days? And it's so easy to think we go to church and we show up and we sing, we hear the message, and then we go about our week. But it's not just about Sunday. It's how do we carry that on moving forward. And then uh, Danae spoke about defining moments. She challenged us that we all have a choice to say yes to God. When he gives us a moment, we have a choice to say yes. 
powerful thing about when you have a choice to say yes, what's your other choice? The other choice is no, and it's one or the other. There's no kind of, well, I choose medium, or I choose maybe. You're either choosing to say yes, or you're choosing to say no, um, in that God wants to meet us in our everyday. And many times we can look at our lives and think, I don't really have a spiritual job. I don't really have a spiritual this, and "Ah, this is just so boring. I hate this task. It's so mundane. God wants to meet us in every single one of those moments. And so looking at that. Okay, so today, that's kind of recap of the last three weeks. Today, we are going to do kind of like a tools of worship. And uh, the, the message is lifestyle of worship, posture, perspective, and power. I had posture and then two other words, but my wife, uh, Tamar, the wordsmith, changed it to the three Ps. So it, it just flows a little better. But posture, perspective, and power. And uh, so we're going to be looking at those. Um, now, sometimes you and I need assistance. And we need assistance because we don't have the strength, we don't have the willpower, we don't have what it takes to change our attitudes. Any of you guys ever had a bad attitude or something happened and you knew you needed to change it? Maybe it was against your boss, maybe your spouse, maybe a child, maybe a family member. You had a bad attitude, you knew you needed to change it, so you, you were aware of both of those, but you just couldn't muster up what you needed to change it. Anybody? Okay, I have it all the time. What I want to do is take you through some things that I think help us change our attitudes. They help us change our posture. They help us change our perspective, and they help us look at really where is the power. Okay? You ready to do that with me? So, now... We've talked about um, posture and talked about it before, like standing up straight and how gravity is pulling us all downward. And I've said how, you know, I believe I'm 6'2", but I'm looking forward to the day where I'm 5'7", just because I've just slowly uh, been pulled downward. But, you know, there are some times where I, I, I prefer to walk up. Number one, when I walk up straight, my belly doesn't hang over quite as much, okay? When I walk up straight, it just... I feel more confident about myself. And there's just something that takes place when I walk up with my my shoulders back and I have good posture. But sometimes I don't have the strength, I don't have the willpower to constantly keep my shoulders back. And I kind of give up like we do with our attitudes and I just kind of decide, forget it. I'll work on my posture tomorrow, today. We're just gonna slouch through it all. So I bought this thing in my house, we call it my bra. And um, it's a tool that it assists me when I don't have the willpower. And so uh, just simply goes like this and it pulls my shoulders back. Looks really attractive. I like to think of it as like it's an old detective. You know, I got my gun right here. (laughs) Except they didn't have this strap. So I can walk around the house with my shoulders back, and I can slowly, as I go a little more, I can stretch it and pull it back. But this is just a tool that helps me when I don't have what I need to do it myself. Are you following me? Now, I don't really like going through life with this on. It's a tad bit uncomfortable. It pulls all my shirts up into my armpits, so then everything gets wet, it gets wet, it starts to smell. 
you know, people can see it and like, what are you wearing underneath your t-shirt? And, uh, but it's a tool that I use typically in private, just at my home. And, uh, and you can see why I don't walk through the grocery store like this. I know I'm not starting any trends today, but it's a tool I use when I don't feel like I have what I need to get my posture. And so there's many times where I have a bad attitude. Tomorrow and I got in a discussion. Um, one of my kids told me how they really feel about me. Um, you know, something takes place, I'm worried about something, and I gotta figure out how to shift things inside. And so what I wanna do today is I wanna take you through what I do. And kind of in a tools of worship, I wanna take you through what I do. In saying that, I'm not saying this is the only way, and we're gonna listen to a couple songs and stuff like that. I'm not saying they have to be these songs. I, I'm, I'm showing you what I do to give you a taste of it, almost like wearing that thing to pull my posture back as a tool. So Father, I just ask that you would be with us today. God, I pray that everybody in this room, everybody watching online, that you would open up our hearts, you would open up our spirits, to receive all that you have for us. God, the idea of worship is that we glorify you, that we take our attention off of ourselves, we put it on you, and we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory that you're worthy of. And Lord, you made each one of us unique. We're not exactly the same. You gave us different giftings, different uh, 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 tastes, different desires, different things. Lord, the idea isn't that we all meet with you in the exact same way, because you want to meet with us in the unique way that you made us, in the unique way you gifted us. So Lord, be with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, how many of you guys, uh, it was a little harder when we were dealing with records and eight tracks, but how many of you guys used to make mixtapes? Or if you're a little, maybe you started making mixed CDs. Come on. This class participation day, okay, mixtapes. You know, when I was in high school, you could ask someone out on a date, you could buy them things, but nothing said, I really care about you, like handing someone a mixtape. That instantly, because you were giving them a piece of like you, because you went and you found certain songs, you organized them in a certain flow and a certain rhythm, and you gave it to the, I mean, you were giving of yourself in that. We used to listen to these tapes, we called them cry tapes, and a, a, a family friend of ours made kind of the rhythm, and they typically were country songs, and you'll know why here in a minute, but there was some good 80s rock in there that kind of played along. But it was, uh, boy and girl are hanging out, boy and girl are really good friends, boy and girl fall in love, girl dumps boy. And it was this like roller coaster of emotions and we used to lay in our living room floor and just close our eyes and all just cry and think about all the times, you know, we were said, you're more like a brother to me or, you know, one of those things. And so mixtapes uh, can be fun. And so, um, Segwing, um, we're going to do kind of my uh, worship praise mixtape today and uh, part of it. Now, one of the things here is that is finding songs that help us shift and uh, where despite what's going on, I don't know how many of you guys um, have to drive to work for say over like 30 minutes. 
And periodically, you maybe get a tad bit frustrated with just your situation. Anybody? Is, you know, what can we put on that shifts the atmosphere of our car? Or maybe, you know, you need to go on a walk, and so you put on music. You know, when I'm left to myself, I don't take myself out of my bad mood. I have an amazing ability of taking my current bad mood, and as I think about it on my own, it just gets worse. (laughs) I'm really good at making it worse. So I need tools that help pull me out of that. And, And I'm not talking just Christian radio. And I'm, uh, for me, I can't just do studio versions. I need live versions of songs. But what's important for you is what is it that is going to help you change your perspective? So whatever era of, of songs, but it's not just about turning on Christian music. It's talking about what helps shift your focus from your here and now to God. So today we're talking, we're going to start with posture. Question is, who's on the throne of your heart? That's something that Isaac threw out at us uh, several months ago. But who is on the throne of your heart? There's always somebody on the throne of our heart. Problem is, is it's not always God. But we got to first look at our heart posture. Who's on the throne of our heart? And worship is a tool. One of the things is it helps shift us to focus on God. But when we do this in posture, is we have to focus on who he is. Our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. We shift the focus. We remember who he is. And we also remind ourselves who we are. We are his children. He loves us. Psalms 51, David's totally messed up. He's been confronted about it. He's lied about it. He had someone murdered to cover it. And he's now dealing with his his, his, uh, his conviction on this and, and now repenting to God. And he's talking about coming before God. And in verse 15, he says, Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not make pleasure and you do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, you, God, will not despise. He wants our hearts. He wants us to present ourselves as a living sacrifice before him. And that is some of the sweetest worship. So we're going to listen to two songs. You want to stand up and you want to sing along. The words are not going to be on the screen. You're just going to continue staring at this and asking yourself, who's on the throne of your heart? But this is just a posture two songs. Um, you can walk around, you can sit, and you can write maybe something that God is speaking to you. You can pray. You can decide that this is insane and you just want to get up and leave. Whatever you need to do, you do you. But what I ask is that you meet with God and that you, you set your posture on declaring who he is. One of these songs is not in English. It's in South Korean. One of the reasons I like it, it's a song that many of you are going to know the words to. It's Seek Ye First. But it reminds me that God is global. You know, people talk about different languages being the languages of romance or the language of this. When God hears English, he doesn't think, ah, the language of my people. (laughs) God loves a mix. But we can get so 
tunnel vision. And it's, I love it because it reminds me how global God is. And that's not just about what I experience here. And I love just the, the idea of seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The second song is uh, Blessed Assurance. And so we're just going to listen to those and then we'll, we'll kind of continue on and, and go through this. So again, I invite you, we got communion. You can take in the back if you want to do that, um, whatever. But this is a time where we're, where we're stretching ourselves to connect with God in a unique way that then from here on, why are we doing this here? Because when you go home, you don't have a team with you. When you're in your car, you don't have all these other people leading you through it. It's you. You need your posture bra, in a sense, to pull your shoulders back in something that helps you stand in the posture that you need. There are times where you get to sing your own song because your spirit is alive. But there's some times where you just don't have what it takes to lift your shoulders back. And you need a tool to kind of help you do that. i 
So those songs, why, what is it for me again, knowing how big the whole idea with posture is putting God in his place. He is not a small God. He's not a genie in a bottle. He's not just who we go to when we, when we're, we're, we're desperate and we need something. He, he, he is God of the universe. He is the creator of all things. So for me, I want to go global. I want to know how big he is. And nothing reminds me of my role. I love the blessed assurance. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior. What? All a day long. Not just in the morning. Not just when I need something. Not just on a Sunday when I'm at church. But all a day long. It reminds me of the posture I'm supposed to be in. Again, 
when we can do it on our own and we lift up our own voice, there's nothing sweeter than lifting up our own song. Again, today, what I'm trying to say is there's times where you and I need assistance. Because left into our own, we don't have what it takes to get up. We don't have what it takes to begin to open our own mouth. So sometimes we do need to press play on something and already have it and, and, and know what it is that's going to help us. It's going to assist us to shift what's going on. Perspective. Question with this one is whose report do you believe? We got a ton of voices. You got all sorts of things that you read with your eyes and you hear with your ears. It's constant. It is constant. We deal with it all the time. Everybody has an opinion. And everybody's opinion is right. And everyone's opinion is built on facts. Yours is built on emotions. You're bombarded with all these different things. We got to make sure we get the right perspective. Someone gave me a quote today or this week when helping me with my message. Our perspective about God gives us our perspective about our situation. Worship aligns our perspective and gives us the right perspective. Tamar Schrader. (laughs) Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 through 34. So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. How many of you ever have a minor case of the worries? Anybody here periodically have a major case of the worries? Man, worry, it can, man, it can grip you. And when it has you, I mean, you've been arrested by it. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Can you say amen to that? Have you found that each day carries its own issues? So why dwell on that one? Let's just focus on what God has us doing today. So this one is about perspective is shifting our perspective from whatever situation you are. You've aligned yourself, you're looking to God, but we're shifting our perspective now to changing and getting our view off of social media, getting our view off of our favorite news outlets, getting our view off of what people are saying around us and what we're overhearing, getting our view off of what talk radio says, getting our view off of what that family member that just keeps nagging us about something and their their opinion of something, getting our view off of what our bank account says, getting our view off of what our boss just told us about us or what the co-worker says, getting our view off of the way our neighbor treats us, getting our view off of those things and shifting it, our perspective perspective to God it doesn't change those circumstances but it changes the way we see them and so we need tools to sometimes help us shift our perspective from what we currently feel to God's perspective
days may be darkest, but your light is greater. You light our way, God, you light our way. When evil is rising, you're rising higher with power to save, with power to save.
Jesus. You know, that's what it's really about is worshiping God in our singing. Remember, as Bob said, the first Sunday where we talked about this, it's not just about our singing. It's about our life. It's about our attitude. It's the way we talk to people. It's what we do with our resources. It's what we do with our gifts. We worship God with them. You know, again, so we did, uh, you can stay standing or you can sit if you want. I'm going to chat for a minute. But we talked about posture, looking at God, putting him on the throne. Who's on the throne of our heart? We just did perspective. Whose report do you believe? So when chaos is happening, when everything is wild, when everything seems crazy, seems like no one's getting along, no one has the, there's no unity. Whose perspective do we have? Everyone else's, our emotions, or do we look to God and we get his perspective? Those three songs that he keeps hope alive. You know what? There's a lot of hope that gets stolen all over the place. There's one, only one, that keeps hope alive. Talked about the way maker. Jesus is our way maker. That song, if you're wondering what was being spoken at the end, that was Portuguese. I want to encourage you to find music in other languages. But where you maybe you know the, you know the song, but you hear it in something else. Man, there is just, I just imagine God hearing his children in this language, in this language, in this language. And just the creativity, the beauty of it. Man, I can't wait to get to heaven. And we're all singing, whether we're singing, I don't know what we're singing. But there is going to be beauty when you get the creativity of all of his daughters and all of his sons coming together and singing. But to go through our day with the perspective to worship him, we live. And that is something that if you're not in the best mood, something has you discouraged. You can turn on your speaker. You can, whatever device you have, put on your headphones. I ask them, I usually like to keep, you know, volume. You know, we, all of us have different types of ears and we all want to see it different. I know when I need to change the posture and my perspective, I need to raise the volume a little louder than I normally like it because I got to drown out all the other voices. I got to drown out what's happening around me. Uh, my brain goes all over the place, so I got to make it so loud to where my brain has nothing else to focus on. That's me. You got to figure out what yours is, but you maybe need to crank it up sometimes a little louder than you normally would, not because you're so excited about it and it's your favorite, but because you know you got to drown out all the other voices and all the other distractions so that you can begin to shift what's going on inside of you. You can do that while you're doing the dishes. You can do that while you're mowing the lawn. You can do that while you're driving your car. I have put on my earbuds and walked the, you know, like three and a half miles from my house to here and walked, listening to even that worship, I worship you, I live. I remember walking down by this apartment and I just got it blaring in my ears, which means that I have no clue the volume or the pitch of what's coming out of my mouth. But I'm just walking down the street, just belting it out with all I have because I was shifting something inside of me. I knew I needed it. I needed the physical exercise and I needed to shift it. And so we can do that all over the place. 
And in, in our house, even this morning, we actually have, comp, or we're not actually competing, but it ends up being competing. I was up first, and I hooked up my phone to two Bluetooth speakers so that it was in multiple places. And I'm blaring all these songs. I've been listening to them over and over for a long time. All of a sudden, Lucy gets up, and she's going to take a shower. So she's like, can you disconnect from this one? I want to put it in the bathroom so I can listen to my worship music. And then I go downstairs with my speaker to iron my clothes uh, so that they look at least halfway presentable. And I come up, and Aiden is making himself breakfast, and he has his Bluetooth speaker blaring his worship music. We're all shifting the atmospheres of, our, of what's going on. But there's power in it when we realize it. This last one is power. Who do you actually believe has power? Now, many times we make the confession that, oh, no, God's all powerful. He's mighty. But when you look at the way we think, when you look at our worry, when you look at what we choose to talk about, what you look, when you look at how we spend our time, do we actually really believe that he's all powerful? Or are we... Thinking that somehow by worrying about it, it's going to change. Have any of you guys ever changed your circumstances by fretting about it? Has anything ever changed because you rub your forehead a whole bunch of times? Or, you know, it, that doesn't do it. We got to go to God. Another amazing quote by Tamar Schrader. Uh, to what or whom are you giving power? So to what or to whom are you giving power? Do you see God as all-powerful, or is your situation all-powerful? Worship reminds us of who has the power. It's a weapon to fight spiritual warfare. We can use it. How is it spiritual warfare? It's spiritual warfare because we're through it. What we're declaring is that here's my circumstance, here's God. And we're giving the power to God. And we're aligning ourselves with that. In Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas, they go and they deal with this, this, this lady. And, and uh, everyone gets angry at them for, for praying over her and kind of shifting her more towards Jesus. And so then they get upset and they get them thrown in jail. And, uh, you know, nowadays, if you think about if, if uh, Bob and I went downtown Vancouver and started praying over somebody who, uh, oh, I'm not going to say what they were doing. They're doing something. We pray, we, we pray over them and some of those people's friends and they get delivered from it. Some of those people's friends uh, get upset and get us thrown in jail. Instantly, the majority of people, the majority of Christians would shift to, we're being attacked, we're being persecuted, let's fight. What did Paul and Silas do? It says they prayed and they sang hymns to God. I tell you something, when you're singing a hymn, it's a love song. It's not a, it, you're, you don't have hate in your heart when you're worshiping God. So that means that they're in jail. They have now been accused of doing something. They've been thrown in jail for walking out the call of God. Walking out the gospel. And what do they choose to do? Not come up with a plan. Oh, when I get out, I'm going to really show them. They think I prayed for one. I'm going to pray for 20. They're not chanting out through the bars. You don't know who my God is. He's coming after you. They pray and they sing hymns. An earthquake comes. 
shakes the jail, all the doors. It says all the doors, so you have to imagine all the doors. I mean, it says all the doors, which means that for Paul and Silas plus everybody else, all the doors come open. The jailer, the person who is persecuting him, the person who's keeping them there, freaks out, wants to kill himself because he thinks he's going to be in big trouble with all these people now out and about. They say, hey, don't. Shows something about their heart, the posture of their heart. They weren't praying in attack. Oh, I hope that this jailer, he gets what he deserves. I hope this person. No, they just wanted to see God be glorified. What did they end up doing? They led him to Jesus. So through that little event, it was spiritual warfare that they lifted up. Many times we think of spiritual warfare as it has to be the word warfare. That means it has to be a fight, which means we need to get our fists up and we need to just start punching. We need to start saying these things and going after it. Sometimes there is a fight. But sometimes the best fight you have is to declare that God is above it. Because the warfare is actually in here. And the warfare a lot of times is how we perceive it. And who are we giving power to? Is our circumstance more powerful? Is that other person more powerful? Or is God more powerful? You know, darkness, you've heard this analogy before, but darkness is the absence of light. Darkness isn't a thing in itself. You can't, I can't turn on darkness. I can only turn off the light. When we need spiritual warfare, you're going through a battle. It's dark. What you need to do is turn on the light. But the light is bringing God into that circumstance, bringing God into it. How do you and I bring God into something? One, we give up control of it. But the most powerful way in my mind to bring God into something is to exalt him above it. And to say, God, it's here, you're here. All of a sudden, it is like someone turned on a spotlight on that situation. There was someone in our church who had... um, some people moved next door to them. They had young kids. They fought, thought they finally found a family home where they're going to raise their children. And uh, they, they, they had these people move in next door, renting a home, and just started dealing drugs. And it became very crazy all hours of the night. And they're fretting about this home that they're in and what are they going to do? And they're starting to panic about it and trying to, like, nothing's working. And um, all this stuff is happening. And I said, you know what? Let's exalt God above it. Tomorrow and I go over to their house. And we play a song that we're going to play here in a minute. I, I will exalt you. And I just said, I want to put this song on. And I don't know what God's going to do, but I believe that when we exalt him, he's going to move. Something is going to shift right here in your neighborhood. And so we turned it on full bore and we just started walking around this house. That, this wasn't the way they were going to naturally do it. The next day, an eviction notice gets put on those people's door. Now, you could say, well, that means the eviction notice was already in the process. I I know where your mind can go on it. And you know what? I really don't care where those people are going to get evicted or not. Because to me, it wasn't about them. It was about my friends and their perspective 
in who did they believe had more power. And it shifted something in them. Whether those people would have stayed there a week more, moved out the next day, been there, whatever. It is said, God, you're bigger than this. I've been in people's homes where affairs had taken place or terrible things had taken place. And they didn't want to ever go back into that house. And I said, you know what we can do? We can exalt God above these circumstances. We can turn on the light. You and I have the power to turn on the light. But we sit there with our hand on the flashlight and we just won't push the button. It's like it takes, we're paralyzed. But all it takes is for us to turn on the light. And lighting up the circumstance is exalting God. So I want you to think of, and normally this isn't the, the best thing to think of. I want you to think of what are you, what's coming against you right now? All of us have something. It could be health. It could be the, the, the vaccine, vaccine mandate. It could be something else at your work. It could be something in your marriage. It could be something, a relationship with a kid. It could be a relationship with another family member, a neighbor, or a coworker. It could be finances. It could be you might be getting laid off soon. I, I don't know what it is. But I believe we all have something. And as we sing this next song, or listen to it, however you go about it, I will exalt you. I want to challenge you to think of that situation and choose, whether you actually feel like it or not, choose to exalt God above it. And then we're going to do the last song, and it talks about I will rise. It talks about us as individuals rising up, but it talks about then Jesus rising up within us and Jesus rising up within our situations. So when we sing, I will exalt, I want you to picture yourself doing spiritual warfare. You're declaring that God is powerful and he is more powerful than that situation of yours. And then that you make your prayer that this week, the question is this week, will you rise in the midst of your day to put God on the throne of your heart? It's a choice we get to make. Choose to see what God sees. That's our perspective. So our posture, we put God on the throne of our heart. Will we choose to do that this week? Put God on the throne of our heart. To choose to see what he sees. Which means we have to silence the other things. And exalt him above all our circumstances. No matter how tough they might be. Will you give him room then to rise up within you?
Amen. Amen. Am I on here? There you are, Mark. Amen. Let's tell Pastor Pete, great job today. Great job. I saw the PCO this morning, and you know I wasn't hearing any worship band practicing when I got here for parking lot duty, and and uh, and I was notified that we weren't going to have a worship team here. And I, Pete comes in driving in. I said, "Is that tr- true?" He said, "Yeah, it's going to be great." And I said, "I hope you know what you're doing, son." <laughs> but uh, I haven't enjoyed church this much in a long time. I just feel like there was just a grace here, and. God downloaded a bunch of stuff on me. It was an excellent job. Three words you can take away. These are like sticky notes on your spirit, all right? Come on. We, we got posture, amen? You just kind of visualize wearing your worship bra. Okay. You come on, we got perspective. All right, we got perspective. We, we, want, we want to see things through God's eyes, not man's eyes. You know, my job, everyone's downloading their opinion on me. Okay, I, I, I spend my week hearing everybody's thoughts. Okay, it's important that we rise above. Well, they're Christians. Well, I found that Christians, including me, don't have God's thoughts. There's a scripture. My ways are not your ways, nor my thoughts your thoughts. You know, he's talking to God's people on that. So I got to rise up and get God's thoughts and God's perspective. Amen? And then lastly is power. Come on, where are we looking to? Come on, whose report are we believing? But where are we looking to? Who's got the power? Who's the answer? Come on, Jesus is still the answer, amen? His power is still available. So who are we giving power to? Jesus or ourselves or anxiety or the devil or whatever? Come on, we're giving power. We do that through worship. And everybody said amen. That's so exciting. When we were the first song, Seek Ye First the Kingdom of God, it brought back a memory. If I took my shirt off, which I wouldn't because it would be a real stumbling block to you, but uh, (laughs) you'll see a giant scar on my left shoulder. When I was just got saved at 21, I was student teaching, and another good friend of mine and I were sharing a hideaway bed in a friend's parents' house up in up in uh, South Seattle, and uh, that we we shared the bed with a Saint Bernard dog named Bernie, and uh, it was slanted, so we always wrestled for the good side of the bed at night. And Bill was a lot taller than me; he got leverage on me in the kitchen, threw me on a big giant clay plant pot, ripped my shoulder out. He said my scapula was seen and everything else, and they're taking me to the hospital. Hospital. I'm about one month in Jesus. You know what I did on the way to the hospital? I sang that song with him putting pressure on my shoulder. I won't tell you more gory details. I had about 40 stitches. I was singing, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, all the way to the hospital. Well, I wasn't worried. I was just so happy in Jesus. I didn't give a rip about my shoulder. He was involved. Come on, I brought back some memories on that. How exciting. Come on, posture, perspective, and power. Amen. Just a few things this week. We're going to stay connected. Yeah, some of you need to get signed up for the realm. You, you weren't, didn't get all notified on what was going on this morning, but you can sign up for the realm. That's our, that's where we connect as a community on so much issues, even beyond just communication. Get hooked up with the realm. Sign up afterwards, but make sure you're connecting this week with this week at City Harvest Church, this week in City Harvest Church. Kind of our newsletter out for the events that are taking place. Connect with our devotions on a daily basis. And uh, everyone in the church is participating in this. Let's hear what each other have to say. Get involved and sign up when we reboot community groups. Get connect with that. Next Sunday, I'm preaching. My sermon is this, wasting your life on the church.
I preached this before, and I felt uh, at, a, at a church in June, a new vintage church in Tri-Cities, I felt like God gave me a prophetic word for the church at large on this. We're going to talk about wasting our life. Come on, we're going to waste our life being good parking lot attendants, amen? Wasting our life, door good door greeters, good children's workers, good worshipers, good faith builders, good community people. Come on, this is the greatest place in the world. We're going to have a good attitude. Say the person next to you, it's 2021, good attitude. We're coming into 2022, good attitude. Well, waste our life on the church. Let's stand to our feet and pray. Jesus, we thank you for the day that you've made. We thank you that we had church today. We thank you that you showed up. We thank you for your anointing on Pastor Pete. We thank you, Lord God, for this church, for the church at large. We continue to pray for the church in Afghanistan, that you're going to get those people out. Those not, you're going to hide them under the shadow of your wing. We thank you, Lord, that we look to you in power in this scenario. We thank you for victory over those among us who are fighting disease and sicknesses and torment right now. We break this in Jesus' name. We look to you for your promises to be fulfilled because you're faithful who will do it. God bless you, people. I just, I'm, I'm talking, I'm praying, I'm blessing God. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Amen. All right, all right. Woo!